Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. I hope you guys are doing well out there. I hope you're keeping cool. It's like 3 million degrees already in Dallas, already. Well, I mean, I guess it is June. In my head, I kind of still feel like it's April and it shouldn't be 100 degrees yet. Uh, I hope you guys are staying cool. Um, I want you to know that I have been thinking of you so much uh, these past few months, but really the past few weeks. I feel like it's been one sort of thing after another. And you are on my heart. You are never far from my heart. Um, And I just want you to know that we love you and we are praying for you. The team is praying for you. We're working hard to be hope, to be a a beacon of hope for you. Um, We're working hard to make sure that the content that we put out and the things that we put out are Jesus-driven, of course, solid, the, the, uh, using the word of God as our foundation. Um, and, and we hope that you are hopeful after listening to, to the content that we put out. I want to encourage you guys to uh, go and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, so many of you guys, really, when I travel, I hopefully I'll travel again this year. I don't know if I will due to Corona, but um, when I, when I'm on the road, so many of you guys say that you listen to the podcast and we honestly could not be more grateful for you. Um, okay. Can we, you want to just keep going? Okay. We honestly could not be more grateful to you. Um, we, I love hearing from you. I love it when you message us. Um, We love to hear from you. Um, And for those of you that are listening um, that are in DFW, if you cannot catch the show at 3.30, Monday through Friday, then I would encourage you to subscribe as well as we put these shows out. Today, I want to transition into our topic today. Now, I wanted to mix it up a little bit because I think we all kind of need a cleansing breath from the last couple of months. And um, so we are going to mix it up a little bit today because I do realize that um, although we have been faced with Corona and the death of George Floyd and um, combating racism and things like that, that there are a lot of us that are dealing with a myriad of things. Um, you know, I, I was talking to someone the other day whose child was just diagnosed with brain cancer. And I, I mean, I've, I'm talking to people that have marital problems that need help and, um, you know, ministries that are having issues that need help. And so I want to give just sort of a global word that I feel like God has laid on my heart today. Um, it's going to sound very Christmassy, but it is not. It is from taken from a piece of the Christmas story, but it is certainly relevant to everyday life. And we are going to be talking about today as I get into my text, have you been searching for Jesus 
And he isn't where you thought he would be. Um, I, I love this because I feel like sometimes God gives us um, uh, just a word and we start looking for Jesus or, or a need comes up and we start looking for the Lord and we're looking for the Lord to provide money in a raise. We're expecting him to come through in the obvious way, and he doesn't. He wants to do something greater, and yet we look for him in the obvious place. We're, we're looking for God to add another child to our home, and maybe we're looking uh, for that the old-fashioned way of, you know, how we all create children, and maybe God wants you to do something different. You're looking to the obvious, but maybe God wants you to foster. Maybe it is God has called you to plant a church and you're thinking that someone's going to come alongside you and help you and, you know, provide a, a place and chairs and, you know, whatever. And you're kind of looking for the obvious way that church is done but really, God wants to do something new. He wants you to start it in your home. You're looking for the obvious place. But let me tell you something. God is rarely found in the obvious place. God is often misplaced. He's often in the places that we don't think to look. He, he's often in the places that we would never look because he wants to show you a piece of his glory. And he wants to take you on a journey that is specific for you. And I have a feeling that some of us throughout Corona, throughout the things that we've been facing, the loss of jobs and, and um, you know, oh my goodness, I could go on and on about what we have been faced with this year already, but we're looking for God in the obvious. And God is rarely found there. Jesus is rarely found in the obvious. He is found in the misplaced, in the rare. He's found in, in places that we would never think. And yet, when we find him in those misplaces, misplaced places, we learn, hear, and see a whole new side of the glory of God. I want to take you to my text. It's in Matthew 2 today. I'm just going to read it straight. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. I will have to say the Magi in the Christmas story this year captivated my mind. I was all about the wise men, studied them a lot this past year, um, and really sort of feasted on their journey. You know, sometimes when God isn't found in the obvious place, his desire is for us to go on a journey to find out where he is. And that's exactly what happened to my boys, the wise men. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem. We're going to come back to that. Where is he? Who has been born king of 
the Jews, for, the Magi said, we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him was troubled. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what had been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Almost done. After hearing the king, they went their way. And the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell on the ground and worshiped him. Now that's a whole bunch of word of God for you. But as I was studying this passage of scripture, you know, we, uh, there, many scholars uh, believe that the wise men or the Magi were Jews of some sort, and they were looking for the Messiah. So if you are a Jew um, and you are looking for the king of the Jews, well, where's the obvious place you would go? You would go to Jerusalem. That's where the capital city, that's where the obvious place would be for Jesus, King of the Jews, to be born. But when they arrived in Jerusalem, now these people were important people. Um, no doubt Herod knew and had some sort of a relationship with them because you cannot just waltz into the castle and say, hey, Herod, what's up? Uh, we saw the star of the King of the Jews and we want to know where he's at because we've come to worship him. So these people definitely had a lot of pull. They had a lot of weight. They probably were legendary. Um, uh, uh, and they came directly to where they thought they would find Jesus, but Jesus was not there. As a matter of fact, when they said, hey, we've seen the star, we've, we've seen the, um, the sign that Jesus has been born, it freaked out Herod. Now we know that Herod was an incredible evil king and he wanted to kill Jesus and he wanted to, he ended up killing all of the uh, uh, children two years and under. Um, but when he found out that the king of the Jews had probably been born, he was terrified and he went and he consulted the scribes, the people, and inquired where the Messiah was to be born. And of course, if you're a good scribe, you know that it was prophesied that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. 
which is about five miles south of Jerusalem. This captivated my mind and my heart because I think a lot of us on our Christian journey, God has shown us a sign. Hey, we, you have a sign for healing. You have a sign that you're going to get married. There is going to be a sign. We have a star, so to speak, that God has said, listen, I want you to follow this star. This is my promise. This is my proof that I'm going to do exactly my promise that I have given to you. But when we start searching, we search in the obvious places, which is exactly what the Magi did, rather than the small, tiny places where we don't perceive that Jesus could be. I want to press on you just a little bit because every single miracle in my life, every single, every single one, and I have seen a lot of miracles uh, that God has done through me. Oh my goodness, my uh, I am a totally different person than I was 20 years ago before I met Jesus. In my marriage, in my kid's life, adopting my children, starting the ministry, providing for the for uh, God, providing for the ministry all of these years. And, and never once, never once has God given me something like a promise and confirmed it and provided from the most obvious place. Never one time has that ever happened. Never. And now over the years over growing in the Lord and just kind of seeing what he could do, um, over the years, I've realized that when something comes, when God gives me a, prom a promise, when God tells me uh, prophetically, listen, I want you to watch out for this. This is what I have for you. This is the direction I want you to go in. I now rarely look in the obvious place because God is so about his glory. He doesn't want to give it to us. He wants to take us on a journey that shows us just how engaged with our life he is. I think I told the story last week about how my husband and I had a huge financial need and the Lord said, I want you to check the mail. And so I am, don't, a lot of people don't do snail mail these days, except bills. They haven't forgotten how to do snail mail. Um, but so I, I called my husband and I knew very clearly, you know, this is the spirit. The spirit of God is speaking to me. We need to check our email because duh, when God says mail, of course you translate it email because it's 2020 and that's what you do. We checked our email. There was nothing. A little while later, God said, check the mail again. And you know how everyone has 642 email um, accounts these days. We checked all of them. Again, nothing. And God told me again later that night, I want you to check the mail. And that's when it hit me. Oh, the actual mail. So I went out to the mailbox. And in the mailbox, there was the answer to our financial need that we were not expecting. I didn't even know this existed. We opened up this letter and it was the exact thing that we needed to get us through this financial need. Would I ever 
or have even, you know, you hear those stories of, of checking the mail and there's a check in there. It wasn't a check. But this letter took us on a journey that provided exactly what we needed. I will never forget when I thought for sure God was going to give us twins. And lo and behold, what's the obvious thing? We could create twins ourselves, but then God called us to adoption and we were matched with identical twin girls. That's the obvious way. A woman is going to have twins and then she's going to place them in your home to care for them. That's the obvious way in the adoption world. Well, of course, a woman would have twins and then that's how you would get twins. But that woman was scamming us and almost a year later, we were matched with a little boy on a Wednesday and a little girl on a Thursday, and they were born nine weeks apart. And I had no idea, even as God was giving us artificial twins, which is what the adoption community calls them, that they would be exactly how God wanted to show us his glory. It would have been great if we would have had twins from someone that was pregnant with twins and she released her children to us to adopt. That would have been a miracle in and of itself. But God wanted to show us a greater piece of how intimately acquainted he is with us. He did it in such a way that no human could duplicate, no human could take credit for, no human could even recreate. So we have artificial twins, which is what they're called in the adoption community, from two different mothers that were born nine weeks apart. We were looking for God in the obvious place, just like the wise men were doing. They went to Jerusalem. Of course, the king of the Jews is going to be born in Jerusalem. That's a no-brainer. But when they got there, they couldn't find him. And what God wanted them to do was trust him through the journey. Continue to follow that star. To continue to follow that promise, that confirmation that God had given them. He, he didn't want them to give up. What if? The Magi would have given up in Jerusalem and they would have looked at each other and they would have said, well, there's a star, but there's no savior. We've got our gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but there's no one to give it to. I am so incredibly frustrated. Let's just go back to where we came from. We can't find him. You know, this took a long time for them to uh, walk or ride a camel to get to Jerusalem in order to go visit Herod to figure out where the king of the Jews was. It took a long time. It probably was frustrating that they walked into the palace of Jerusalem only to come up empty. You know how it is when you're on a road trip? I'm about to go on a road trip with my family on vacation. You know how it is when you're on a road trip and you're like, you see those signs and you're like 47 miles, 43 miles, 36 miles, 28 miles, and you're there at the beach or wherever it is that you like to go. We like to go to the beach. I think God lives at the beach. Um, 
but you're counting down the miles. And no doubt that's exactly what these Magi did. We're almost there. We're so close. I can see the lights of Jerusalem. Uh, I can see the people on uh, uh, the outer, outer portion of the wall. Oh, here we are. Here's the wall. Now we've got to go. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. I can almost hear the caravan saying, are we there yet? Like my children do 24-7 when we are on a road trip. And I just want to say, be quiet. We'll get there when we get there. And when they got there, they didn't get the release that they wanted. And a lot of us have searched and we've looked in the obvious place and we haven't gotten the release that we wanted. We haven't got the answer that we wanted. We couldn't find Jesus. He wasn't there. Where is he? What if they would have given up? They were so close where Jesus was. Jesus was five miles south in Bethlehem with Mary and with Joseph. See, this is what I think is happening. We're looking for Jesus in the obvious place. And when we don't find him, we give up on the promise We give up hope. We give up so much more than we realize when he's not found in the obvious place. We give up going to church. We give up our small group. We give up reading our Bible. We give up praying because it just didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out. And what we don't realize is when we give up and when we bow down and when we say, you know what, I am so done with this. When we give into our emotions and when we bow down uh, to our emotions and when we begin to worship our, our frustration rather than the faithfulness of God, when we begin to give in to the pressure of discouragement, most of the time we're so close five miles south I submit to you today I believe you're closer than you think you are to whatever it is that God has told you that he is going to show you give you bring you through I submit to you today that probably your greatest frustration right now is because you're five miles away from where Jesus wants to reveal himself to you in a way that will change you from the inside out for the rest of your life. My encouragement to you today is press on. Press on that journey. Five miles on foot is a long ways. For me, I don't even like to walk half a mile with my kids in the evening. Corona was rough because I had to walk every day with my kids. And I really don't like to do that, especially in the heat. But it's worth it. It's worth it. This is not a time for you to give up and say, I didn't find him. He's not here. I knew he wasn't here. This is a time 
for you to say, okay, God, I don't find you where I think you should be. I'm going to stay on this faith journey until I see where you are taking me. If the Magi would have given up, they never would have met and held and worshiped in person. I'm so jealous of them. They got to worship in person, Jesus Christ. They got to give something to him. They got to magnify his glory. They got to meet. They they got to have like family dinner with Mary and Joseph. But if they would have given in, and if they wouldn't have followed that star and kept on that journey, they never would have met Jesus Christ himself. What a legendary story that we're still telling today. Press on. He might not be in the obvious place, but he is leading you and he is leading you on a journey that is going to show you so much more of his character, his goodness, his majesty, his faithfulness. God is so for you. He's so for you. I love you guys so much. I hope this encouraged you today. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.